0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? This is your boy David with Blackwell Friennasance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Anchor.fm Do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. you know the rules of the game? I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk, talk to you. You shouldn't even be at this table. Hey. I got money on my mind, I'm just trying to get some dough I ain't picking up my lot, unless it's money on the phone Gotta get it on the daily, all I want is dubs, you know what I'm on I've been chasing after people, all I know is run money marathon Do five years of this, and be a millionaire,
1: and go on, do what I want to do Have kids go live my trip and join the games like out here in Texas Or struggle for next year, the choice is
2: yours What's up guys, welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Your boy, David Bellard, one fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my co-hosts. Fellas, how y'all
2: feeling? What up? What up? What up? It's your boy Jalen. Another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Feeling great. Feeling lovely. I ain't gonna lie. It's kind of late in Saturday. Our schedule them been changed up, so it's kind of it's, it's been kind yeah, of interesting. getting all this under wraps. process
0: getting set up and all that. Yeah. Few a... road bumps, but hey, we here.
2: Yeah, can't complain. What's up, my brother? How you doing over there, Kelly?
0: Doing good. Doing good, man.
3: Lovely Halloween afternoon, man. A little spooky out there, but it's cool. Yeah, that is Halloween. Exactly, man. i go trick or treating or something. But no, it's
0: been, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been cool, man. It's a lovely Saturday. I'm excited for this podcast. Yeah, man, for sure. We got some gems in here for y'all today. We're going to be learning about really like brand and marketing and just publicity. But before we get into today's podcast, y'all got to make sure to ask y'all if you've been a fan, you've been supporting Black Wolf Renaissance for a while, make sure that you subscribe to us. If you're a new listener, yeah, Yeah. subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It helps us uh, grow the show, Helps the algorithm, know that people are engaging with this and helps us share and grow. So make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe and like, leave a comment, rate,
2: review, review. anything. We really, really and truly appreciate it. Yes, indeed.
0: I just want
3: to let everybody know that we have a course coming out called Credit Fundamentals. It's a course just based on fixing up your credit. It's a course where you can learn how to fix your credit. If you don't know or you're tired of having to pay somebody to fix your credit or you're just wondering why your score goes up and down, you never know exactly what's going on, this is the course for you. It teaches you exactly how your credit is, what your score is based off of, and how you can fix it and how you can get some additional bonuses to your credit to make it increase.
2: Yeah, y'all definitely, definitely tap in with that. Y'all be on the lookout for that pre-order. For sure,
0: for sure, yeah. So without further ado, y'all, we're going to go ahead and get into what with our guest, hop into uh, introducing her. So this week, y'all, we have a special young lady, a uh, very very special guest, goes by the name Jian Yang. Did I say that correct?
1: No, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jin Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanne
0: Yang. <laughs> <laughs> Gang. Sorry, Jeanne. Yang. She's a publicist, the founder and CEO of Dope Media. She's a publicist. She got into the publicity game after realizing the need for a publicist herself, and she reached out to us and we like had a conversation. It was like, hey, this is something we hadn't talked about. This is something important because people need to understand like how publicity works and how important it is in building a business. So we're very glad to have you on, Jan. How you
2: doing?
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm actually really great. Thank you for having me over here. I'm so excited about it.
2: Appreciate it so much. Um, and the way we are just gonna start off is for anyone who's not familiar with you. Can you mm-hmm. just pretty much speak about how you got your start and how you became a publicist so what led that?
1: Yes, that's a long story, but we got time. <laughs> so I'm Jane Gang. I'm actually 30 years old and I live in New York City. I started publicity because I actually realized that there was like a lack of diversity and I was getting too much struggle to actually get myself in media. You know, I used to own and I still own a tea company, That was my first big project, my little baby, you know, young entrepreneur, I have a lot of dreams and I want to get out there. So I put everything that I could into them. The tea, the product was amazing. It is an amazing product because, you know, not because it's mine, but now it was like, I have to be realistic. Like if you want people to know you, you know, you got to put some media, you know, you have to be out there. You have to be in magazines and blogs and not just in the little one everywhere. So I wanted to be there. So... I decided to invest into a couple of PR agencies, you know, to get my product published. But and then I realized that no one could understand me. It was, most of the time it was like, they're going to put me into a black hundred blog or black magazine. And I have nothing against it. I like it. But for me, it wasn't a tea made by black people for black people. It mm-hmm. was a beverage made for, you know, tea lovers. And mm-hmm. I was starting being frustrated. Like, why you only direct me you know, to my brother and sister, because this is for everyone. You have to be inclusive over here. I'm not making a product for just, you know, for a certain people. It's for everyone. It was just for us. I felt like I was most of the time marginalized and most of the time targeted, put in a box. I hated that. So I decided to actually reach out directly to magazine because I was like, I want to be in Vogue magazine. I don't want to be only like in Ebony of Essence, sense, which are amazing magazine, you know, for us. But at the end of the day, I want to be everywhere because, you know, as a team, my brand was for everyone. So I started reaching out to everyone. I started, like, you know, to do it my own PR. I took some lessons. I learned online. I read a lot of blogs about it. You know, I reached out to people. I took advice from people who did it before. And, you know, I just decided, and it worked really well. I ended up being Vogue magazine, Vanity Fair magazine, and others, big publication, you know. And everything started by itself because, and then I wanted to help all the small businesses because I realized that, you know, a lot of small businesses actually had the same issue. Like they want to get some PR. First of all, they don't have the budget because it was like 5,000, 6,000 or more, you know, and when you're a small business, you don't have that kind of money all the time. And, you know, even when you get that money, you're not sure about the results. And that's the issue. Like PR agency will literally tell you, yes, invest that, but we're not sure like, you know, you're going to get like six or 10 magazines or or you're even going to get published because we're going to pitch you. And that's it. And it's frustrating. Like you're telling me I'm actually going to get everything that I have right now as money and you do not even guarantee me any result, which was very frustrating. That's why I decided to open Dr. Bicili because I think all the businesses, small businesses are dope and deserve to be seen, especially the one cornered by black people or women, you know, So this
0: is how Dr. Visita was born. Hey, I love it. I love the story because (laughs) it's rooted in solutions. Like you saw the problem and you seen it for yourself. Like you didn't just sit there though, like, okay, you went and got PR because you were trying to grow your brand. Because Mm -hmm. one thing you said a lot of major things in there. First off, like you with that being marginalized, like them only allowing you to target our people, that is problematic in that because like
1: a big problem.
0: Yeah. We love saying like we want to support black business and buy black, but that doesn't mean we can only sell to black exactly. people. Like, you can sell to yes. anybody.
2: Like, <laughs> exactly. you,
0: that's the whole point of making a product or a service. You make a great product or service so that you can sell to anyone. So I love that like you seen that they were trying to, to stop it. And you just started your own. You like, well, first you went through the steps yourself. You went through the process yourself. And once you gained that right. knowledge, then you started your own and offered the service for others. So, yes. I do want to just kind of hop into it more now. Like, so what exactly is a publicist?
1: Well, I would say a publicist is someone who's going to actually make the relation between you and any journalist, editor, publication, who actually is actually more than public relations. So, I'm going to take out the relation that you're supposed to have to grow your business. Sometimes it's more than just like media. It can be collaboration with another brand. It can be like collaboration with a retailer. Like you're actually just going to public you, make you public, you know, in the eyes of people who need to see you under the eyes of the right people. So a publicist is literally your best friend when you want to grow your business. It's the person that knows people you need to know. (laughs) I'm going to connect you with them.
0: Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
2: Anybody in business need a publicist or just who would require a publicist? Anybody who's just trying to get their face out?
1: Well, I would say no, it really depends on the needs you have and the goal you want to achieve with the business. Not all the business are good for publicists, you know, because like I said, sometimes it's wasting money. Some business can just be out there by themselves because if you want to have a small community, But if you're trying to go big and really, you know, go viral or public or reach out some certain like a target, a specific target, and you don't know how, then you should actually hire a publicist who actually going to help you achieve your goal in a better way. But if you know some people just want to be local and that's fine. And then, you know, they may not need a publicist to be local. You know what I mean? But if you want to be national or if you're really trying to be to go big, and then I would say, yeah, you have to make sure, like, you know, of what is your goal over here? Because like I said, publicity costs money. So if you're a small business and you're trying to go local, don't try to go with a publicity, you can do it by yourself. You can reach out to local journalists or newspaper or bloggers, you know, it can work. But if you really have, like, you want to go bigger, you actually try to get your business into big publication, or you're trying to have some type of collaboration then yes, you should call a publicist.
2: Okay, that's oh. really, what you got, when Kelly?
3: You... I was just gonna ask, whenever you hire a publicist, what are the kind of the returns that you might get from hiring someone to do the publicity for you, the public relations?
1: Well, if you hire a publicist, you should expect, first of all, to get some publication. to so, you know, have more press release, more publication for your business or yourself, meaning, you should bring more awareness around you. It can be like more followers on your Instagram, more visit on your website or more sales. You should get that type of result because if you get published in magazine and then the return should be like, you know, people know more about. But it, I would say you should expect having more than one because if you only get one publication or two, it's not worth it because, you know, you have to really go like into three, four, five, six, seven publication or even three, four, five a month so people get used to your brand. That's why we always say, don't hire p- uh, publishers for one month. You should go minimum of three months. So, you know, the more people see you, the more they get familiar with you, the more they get used to you, and the more they can actually turn into a customer or a client. So three to six months, you should expect definitely have some type of difference between when you start it and when you finish it.
2: Okay,
0: so as a publicist, your main role is more so creating brand awareness, or do you also like as a publicist help create that strategy to like turn those new people into customers?
1: Yes, it's definitely both. What we do at WBCD, we're actually gonna start with the branding. We're gonna like study your branding and see how your brand look because like I say, not all the brands are worth to be in the media. Sometimes I would advise, I don't want people to change who they are or change their branding, but I would advise you to change the branding because sometimes you got bigger issues than you know and that's why you're not getting the awareness that you need sometimes you don't need a publicity you don't know that you think you do but you maybe need like a better marketing a better branding you know so I will start by studying your branding if you look good if your brand look good sometimes I will change the whole thing rebranding, and then I will focus on the story do you have like a newsworthy story it's sad to say but your story needs to be newsworthy like you know Right now, we're talking about, I don't know, election. We want to support Black businesses. We want to support, it's winter. Let's say it's winter. You know, it doesn't have to be cultural or political, but it's winter. So if you're trying to sell a bedroom soup right now, I would say, no, wait a little bit or go or target maybe the Caribbean, you know, a sunny place. But it's just like depend. I would probably study your case and then I would write a story around your, your brand and your case. And, you know, we don't pitch. Most of the time, we're actually going to select some bloggers and journalists that I know that, you know, they're probably just going to be interested in your story because just pitching you sometimes is not worth it. We're going to send it to like 100, 200 journalists and get no answers. It doesn't even make sense. Everyone is losing his time over here. So I reach out personally to like a couple of journalists and then, you know, I pitch like in person and then, you know, I send a press release. So I guarantee you, You're actually going to get
0: something out of it. I like that strategy.
2: I like that, too. I kind of want to go back to like, when did you know that you wanted to take this full time? When did you figure out, you know, I really want to start dope publicity and really just start helping out people who are not getting out there? Like, was it Mm -hmm. a certain campaign you ran for yourself? You're like, you know what? I did really well with this. I think this is my calling.
1: Yeah, it was definitely when I ran my whole campaign and trust me, like it wasn't easy because I didn't really know, but I started being very frustrated when I was running my campaign and see the lack of diversity in media. And I was like, why this is happening? How come? But by me pushing and, you know, like really like pushing things and, you know, just having my voice hurting over there, I was like, I want to do this for other people because I heard like. Everyone was in my face, everyone was actually in pain, all the small businesses. I have a lot of friends, you know, who are entrepreneurs, they sell like different type of product, candles, jam, you know, they know foods, they sell clothes, but it's the same struggle. Like you're going to lose your time reaching out to a thousand of journalists and not getting anything because most of the time, you know, what? they don't even look at your brand. If you don't have like a big name with that, or if you don't have the money for that, they don't even look at your brand. So the way I got actually into Vogue magazine, I literally erased them. Like I call them, emailed them every day. Sometimes they're like, "Yeah, we get your email." I said, "Did you get my email?" Yes, we got your email, Jean. We actually gonna get back. No, you're not gonna get back to me. Actually, start like, "Oh, I'm actually there next Monday. I can come to you. office. it was like what?" Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm yeah.
2: I'm at I the said, yeah. <laughs>
1: I live close to Canada and you know, I'm actually not available on Monday. Is that one of you available? And then the girl, as say, what did you say? I was like, I'm coming. <laughs> they were like, you don't need to come. Send back the product. I was like, yeah, I'm sending you the product. I was sending my product every Monday in the morning. It was like, oh, did you try my tea? I got to just like, go follow me. And then one girl, which man, she say are you going to, if we publish you, are you going to stop reaching out? i say, yes, if you publish me, I swear I'm going to stop reaching out. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? I actually have like a lot of admiration for you. So let me get that article for you. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so it was literally a resume. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to ask everyone to do that because, <laughs> you know, not always a good idea, but never give up. I didn't give up. I knew what I want. I wanted to be in Vogue. And I was like, no matter how I'm going to get that, so.
0: And
1: I, I wanted know. to do
0: that for everyone else. <laughs> hey, it pays to be persistent. If there's anything, it pays. Uh, to learn Trust from me, it pays. Yeah. Gene, I'm sorry. I want to go back more into your strategy again because you touched on it again. Yep. And I, I really like it because I think it's something that people should think about, like just with business in general, like how mm-hmm. specific and targeted you're saying what you're doing with these PR campaigns. So instead of just blast emailing people, correct? You're sending these things down to like specific niche type yes. audiences right so like yes. how do you kind of identify these types of things like how do you find these different bloggers for different niches for these different products
1: well like i said, let's say you like in the food industry you like i don't know model like the food industry more easier then you want to be in magazine like bon appetit right like food network those type of magazine you don't want to lose your time emailing everyone else because this is your niche this is your goal so I'm actually gonna go online if I or don't already have the contact sometimes I already have the contact and you know when you know one journalist because there is a lot of turnaround you know everyone I'm just gonna ask someone oh I know you used to work there can you actually connect me with that people then I would do but if not like people really you can just go online and find a contact once again it's like you go maybe like on Bon Appetit you know take like she's selling like tea like me I'm gonna go like and find like an article about tea. see who wrote the article, click on her name and find her on Twitter. You find all of them Twitter, Instagram and then same email her, DM her, don't give up comment under the picture I actually Damien, you I know you didn't see it yet but you know I know you're gonna see it now <laughs> and <Answer> say to me <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no
2: know. that's great though. Because yeah, you, once again, it speaks to that persistence, but I like how you also said, you know, I'm going to find out who's doing the writing because a lot of time, whenever people are trying to get marketing, they think, oh, I need to email the company. No. But like you said, once you figure out who's writing, hey, exactly. I got direct access directly. to this person.
1: Exactly. Now. Why you want to reach out to the magazine when you can actually reach out directly to the journalist, the one who actually is supposed to write your story, reach out to her, talk to her. Tell her, and then you know, if she said no, it's fine. But ask her why did you say no? What's wrong with my story? So you can actually get better, and then reach out again until the story get better. Because sometimes like, yeah, it's not actually aligned with what I'm writing. When I was like, why are you writing right now? Tell me, I'm gonna make it worthy for you. That's it.
2: I like it. I like how you're yeah. going for. You're not going for the no. You're just like, okay, what i I'm never done say no. Like
1: really, if there's something with me, I don't take no for answer. Don't even try that because. Whenever you say no today, I'm like, okay, fine. But tomorrow you see me again. And then the next day again, until you say yes, because you'll get tired of me, right? (laughs) So you want to say yes. (laughs) And the next day. And the next day again. (laughs) Until I get the
2: yes. (laughs) I kind of want to go back to something else you talked about. And it was like the amount of times that a person needs to see your brand before they actually convert into a customer. And I just wanted to talk to that about, Anybody who's starting a business or going through some of these things, a lot of times we just run a campaign and think, hey, that I'm going to just get a whole bunch of things flooding in. But can you kind of talk to like the psyche of what that goes into? Because I know there's a marketing term that you're supposed to have like five to seven touches with a brand before they actually become a customer.
1: That's actually true. I would say the conversion is 10 percent, meaning if you reach maybe 10 people, you know what? Only one people are going to buy your product. Not out of 10, that's it. Only one person going to buy your product. So it just gives me like, you need to reach out a lot of people to actually start making something because it's 10% the conversion. It's not actually, and for someone to really get like, you know, the brain to really get it. It's definitely, I may need to see that brain five to six times before actually, oh, what is that? You know, I see over here, over here again and over here again. And I see people talking about it. Then I'm going to get interest, but it doesn't mean I'm going to buy it right away. But then I'm going to see a review, comments, people posting about it. Then, you know, just because I want to do like everyone else, let me try that. I've been seeing people buying that. So if I go in a store and I see your brand because I already saw it online in magazines and blogs or on Instagram, then I'm probably going to go for your brand and see the other brand that I actually don't know about.
2: Mm, and that's interesting because I like how you just talked about also being in different outlets too, because a lot of times we'll get stuck on, okay, I just want to promote on Instagram or just want to promote on Facebook or something like that. But you just said, you know, if you start seeing it here, there, everywhere, it's now like, okay, this this brand is following me. What's going on?
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's actually not, right? (laughs) But it's just Instagram is not enough. It will probably get you interest, but it will take more time for you to becoming... A client or a customer but like I say if I see something on Instagram today and then I go on Facebook and I see stuff the same thing and then let's say I go on Pinterest or Twitter and I keep saying the same thing even I, I go outside and I see that again guess what when I'm going to looking if I'm looking for I don't know a shoes you know and I see that brand again again when I'm going to try to buy some new shoes the first thing that I'm going to do is to go for that brand is to look for them because having seen that for so long and so many times that you know, it just makes sense for me to buy that. Having that, uh,
0: that brand awareness, I kind of want exactly. to go into the
3: strategy. So, a lot of times with small businesses, especially black small businesses, that we mm-hmm. tend to intermingle the brand awareness versus selling the product. Can you yeah. go into a, how you strategize versus for a brand awareness campaign versus mm-hmm. a selling a product campaign?
1: Well, because it's definitely two different things. Bring awareness around your product is just like you want people to know your product, meaning the strategy will be totally different. You know, you're not going to tell that much more. You're going to try to tell a different story. You're going to try to bring more info. But when you want to sell a product, go straight to the point. This is the product. This is why you should buy it. This is the price, the quantity, period. Go straight to the point. And when you want a customer... But if you want people to learn more, because at the end of the day, awareness is that learn more about the product, then, you know, you're probably going to tell more about the story, focus more about the why, focus more about the how. But when you want to sell it, you focus about the price, the quantity, the quality, and period. So, you know, I know what I'm buying right now. But if I'm trying to learn more, then I'm going to try to find out why and how. And for that, I would say you don't need to go on all the platform to sell because not all the platform, you know, are good for, to sell products. you are got to focus on the one. You know that, okay, my audience, my customer goes there. So I want to go there and advertise over there.
0: That's some major, major right there. Uh, that actually going where your target audience is because we're talking about a lot. Tajalen was saying whenever you do the physical marketing, like all these different traction channels, you, can't, you, you need to focus on the one that brings you the most. Exactly. Like, you shouldn't dis- disperse your areas. Uh, I'm trying to think about the name of the book that I read. Uh, it's actually called Traction. Yeah. It's a book, book is called, yeah, a book called Traction. Yeah. A book called Traction. And it's talking about the bullseye method when it comes to that type of thing when you're marketing, where it's like you don't want to focus all your efforts everywhere. You should really focus on the one that works the most and then have your two ancillaries that you push. Exactly. That way like you're not, you're not trying to spread your brand too thin.
1: Yes, exactly. You need to go where you know, you're going to win. Don't lose your time trying to go everywhere. Sometimes everywhere is not good. So just concentrate and focus on who are your audience? Who are your clients? Sometimes even if it's just three of them, it's worthy because if the three of them buy your product and then, you know, it's all worthy.
3: And you spoke on audience. I think that's something huge, especially for businesses. And especially when you're starting out, is how do you determine what my target audience is?
1: Well, uh, that's like a, a study. See, how, see who is actually interested in your brand. You know, when you post something, see who's gonna like, who's gonna comment. You know, see the type of people who actually brand, see with the competition first. You know, check on them what type of people buying are interested with their brand so you can actually have a better idea of who can buy your product too. And then when you actually start doing the awareness around the product, see who is interested. And then you know, some some it will be more female, or it will be more male, young, uh, older people. You know, trying to really pay attention to who is actually interesting to you. Then and then you can, you know, you have a niche. You can like try to build something around it. I
3: think that's that's perfect because a lot of times where a lot of businesses they tend not to have a niche. They try to say, well, I'm telling everybody. I'm everybody. Telling anybody. Yeah, everybody is my target audience, but well, it's really not, it's absolutely really not. A, a, a target sort of people that you should really be trying to focus on.
1: Yes, absolutely. Check the competition, always. Check them. Check them out. Whenever they do, you know, sometimes they do it right, sometimes they do it wrong, but you should take the lesson from that.
2: Mm,
0: I like that. So, Jan, I want to hop into marketing campaigns a little bit more. So, can you break down, like, what's some of the key components of, like, a good marketing campaign?
1: I would say a good marketing company is the one who actually tell the right story. That's so simple. Tell the right story. Sometimes it can be like just a word to word, an image or something. But if you're telling the right story and gonna catch people's attention, you get it. Remember, like, it's all about catching people's attention. You know, it's all about it. So sometimes is, do you know the company Casper? The mattress, uh, one. the
0: mattress company, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you see the campaign on the subway in New York? Maybe you haven't, but they have like a major campaign on the subway in New York. And it was all about drawing. Nothing, not a word of just drawing. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. And all the time it was like over here. And they don't want to check because you know what? You want to learn more. What's they trying to say? I've been seeing that, but I don't know what is that. And I bought a mattress, 2,000 mattress, but I don't even want to buy it. <laughs> <You> know why I
0: bought <laughs> it. It worked, you know, huh? It, it worked always. Your mind, it it speaks to you, like you said, them touches, as we were talking about earlier. The more you get in their face, they, you will be top of mind.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And
2: I kind of want to go into what was it like with you working for, with your first client? and. How was that different from working on your own campaign? And how did you kind of like learn from that?
1: It was complicated. And i shout out to her because she was very patient with me. I I was just, you know, I didn't know what exactly I was doing, to be honest. But I know that I could get her somewhere. So it just always, this is how I learned how to process. I learned kind of like, because doing something for you, And doing it for someone else, it's so different. You know, for you, it can be easy, but then it's someone else's brand, someone else's story, someone else's vision. And you have to understand her first because if you don't understand her, it's not going to work at all. So it was all about it. Like she got a vision and I was trying to take that vision and make it like a story and publish it. It was challenging, but I appreciate she was very patient and I actually learned myself how to be patient and you know, how to kind of understand and listen to people, listen to a brand. It's so important. First of all, listen and then try to understand when you understand what she wants. It's so much easier. So it was like struggling. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was struggling.
0: I'm glad you share that though. Cause like, that's real. Like the first time yeah. you do anything, like as a business owner, everybody want to be perfect from mm-hmm. the start. And that's not it how can't. shit works. Like, if you want to get better at something, you just got to go through those growing pains, those learning pains. It's just a it's good to share that story because people hear it now and like, oh, man, you got the publicity. You know how to do all this. They see you as an expert, but every expert starts out
1: yes, as awesome. somebody yes.
0: who didn't know
2: nothing.
1: Exactly. Yes. They are not on anything.
2: I'm kind of glad you said that. So if there was someone who was wanting to get into this realm, into this industry, What would it look like to say, okay, I want to become a publicist and then I want to take this to the next level and have and start a firm?
1: I would say, make sure you have some good contact, because if you don't have them, you're not going to be a publicist. (laughs) I would say that's the major one. I would say Mm -hmm. educate yourself a little bit about media, about, you know, public relation, you know. Just to make sure, like you, you know, you can like it because not everyone likes it. They think like they want, but when you're in, it's a different, you know, it's a different story. And make sure that like, you have some contact. So, whenever you want to do start by building your network first, because if you don't have contact, like I say, I don't pitch to random journalists. I pitch to people that I know, people that I already met. Meaning, if I pitch you, if I tell a story, they're actually going to publish you for sure.
0: You're not shooting in the dark. you trying to get that 100% shot. Yeah.
2: But it also speaks to just like your network being your network. Yeah. Like it yeah. Once you know what certain people are like, once you know contact, it's all that. So I'm glad you said that because I just wanted to ask you that because I know it's not for the people who is an introvert. This is more mm-hmm. so like you said in the beginning, this is really public relations and exactly. you have to be a person who's able to speak to someone, but also communicate really well. And just really... Someone who knows
1: communication, definitely.
2: Mm. And how do you foster those relationships? How do you go about saying, okay, this is how we're going to build a good relationship, if anybody was interested in figuring that out?
1: Well, how I build a relationship with the journalist, if I know them and then I got introduced. Sometimes you need, like, I would say the guarantee so it's like someone introduced me to someone and then to keep that relationship i don't know i'm gonna send you flowers i'm gonna pay attention to what you're doing if you publish something good i will say hey congratulations you know i'm gonna comment on what you're doing i'm just gonna keep the relationship going you know i'm going to encourage you and support you with everything that you do so you know i'm sure like next time you know if i do something or if i need to be supported you're gonna do the same and most of the time the way i need to be supported it's
2: by you
0: publishing one of my clients, so. I just want to speak more to communication uh, just with, with that, like, cause I mean, that's, that's a, like, that makes so much sense, but I'm thinking about communication from a different aspect with the brand story. So with brand stories, what are some like elements, some key elements that go into making a brand story?
1: It's the human power of the brand or of the story. You, when you write a story, you want to make sure like there is a human power in it. You know, like it's made by real people. And for that, tell the story of the person. It's the on of the writer that you have. <laughs> if you have a good writer and then, you know, you're going to write a good story about your brand. But most of the time we'll say put some human humanity in that
2: just so they, it's more relatable and really able to catch people and people are like, oh, you know, I've been through yeah, this situation me too. Exactly. Or something like that.
1: People can identify themselves to that. Like, you. yeah, me too. Like, you know, it happened to me too. Or I definitely feel you. Or I feel that, you know.
2: And I got a, polo- a follow-up question for you. Okay. What separates Dope Publicity from all other PR firms?
1: Well, I would say... At W City, we're trying to help, we're trying to give a voice to the voiceless. We're trying to put out there people who have no idea they can be out there. It's not just about, you know, we're not just trying to get clients. We're trying to build a community. We're trying to build real relationships with real people because we've been through what they're actually going through right now. That's why we mostly work with small businesses, because we are a small business. And like I said, I used to run an LT tea business. So I actually know, you know, when I'm, you're going to hire me or gonna, you're going to become a client, I know exactly what you're going through. All the stage of them, all of them. Like, whenever you're going to tell me, i definitely going to understand what you're going through. And I will be able, you know, to write your story the way you want it to be written.
2: I like that. I like that you're coming at it from a place of understanding and really exactly. trying to get to know that client. Because I know a lot of times, sometimes there's PR firms or they'll just be like, hey, answer these few questions for me and I'll do a write-up yeah, on I know. you.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I spend time with my client. Like, we're going to sit down. We're going to, you know, have a drink together. I spend a lot of time with them. I want to know everything about them. It's not about a question. It's standard the question I know. But no, it's about who you are. What do you really want? You know, what do you expect from me? You know, and I'm actually able to tell you, yes, I can get you there or no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to because sometimes I have to say no.
2: Mm, and that's a good topic to go into because there's a lot of times, especially being new in business. Sometimes we just want a client. We just want to get a deal done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to know who you can work with and who you can't work with. So what so are You know some what?
1: Of- this is the best way to ruin your reputation. Don't just take the money. If you know you cannot get the job done, don't take the money. Because and then you're becoming the bad publicist, you know, the one who took the money and didn't get anything. So now if I think like, you know, the case is not worthy for me or I'm not going be I don't have the contact or you know, I'm not going to be able to achieve your goal, I will say no. You know, I'm probably gonna recommend you to another PR firm. I have no issue with that. But at least you know that, you know, I was honest with you. Yes, you know, you're an amazing brain, but I'm not able to get you there.
3: I like that. And I want to speak to it from another aspect of if I am a business and I'm looking to ramp up and I want to hire a PR firm, do I hire my staff and fulfill the staff first or before hiring the PR firm to get more clients or do I do it the opposite
1: way? I would say go ahead with your staff first. When you have a strong team that support you, it will be better, you know, to grow your business because the PR mostly is going to take you a lot of, especially if they don't understand you, you know. But if you have a staff behind you who can support you, who can actually help you to tell the story, I would say probably be better. Like the PR team, you know, remember is not your staff and some of them, they don't really care about whatever you're going through. But your staff, you know, you're going through something with them you're building the story the company the brand together but a PR him is a PR him they have their own staff, and they have their own you know their own thing so I would say go first with the, the staff.
0: build a team then expand yeah that's the that's the mm-hmm. blueprint build it yourself build the team then expand who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. ba da ba ba Yeah.
2: Yes indeed. Okay, and I have one more question. Okay. For anyone who's looking just to kind of get out in front of more brands, but not really on a PR level. What are some tips for people to just to get kind of get in front of a larger crowd? so they can start getting ready to get in front of that PR firm.
1: I will say use social media. Like, you know, today is the best tool that you can use to get into anything that you want. Use social media, but use the right one. It's the kind of whenever you, whenever brand you're looking for, I will say Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, no nowadays, Snapchat, use social media. That's the best tool that you can use.
2: Is there anyone that you prefer over the other one?
1: I personally love right now TikTok because you know, you can demonstrate things. You can actually talk to people in a funny way, in a different way. And whenever I see on TikTok, it stay over here. You know, the song you're gonna hear over there, the dance you're gonna hear, anything that you're gonna see on TikTok, it's gonna stay in your brain. So Mm -hmm. right now, I used to love Instagram, but right now I really love TikTok.
0: Are you using uh, the Instagram reels? How you feel about those?
1: I haven't used that one yet, so you know, I feel like those are just TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm taking
0: TikTok. It's <laughs> yeah. interesting how they doing it, because it's like...
1: Yes, if you, uh, TikTok.
0: They, they really pushing it on people right now, too, because mm-hmm. like they're trying to take TikTok over. Competition,
1: they... you know? Huh? Competition mm-hmm. is hard. You have to make it out. So, yeah. But it's literally TikTok, so I don't see no difference. So, yeah.
2: Well, y'all got anything else, fellas? So... Jen, we're
0: going to go ahead we're going to pivot to the last segment of the show. We're going to hop into okay. what's on your timeline. So we want to ask you, what's something that you saw on social media that you just want to speak on? It could be anything, something that stood out to you.
1: Okay. Um, The last thing that I saw on social media that I would like to speak about, it's not something funny. But unfortunately, I saw that there was another Black man who was killed in Philadelphia by the police in front of his mother. And I thought it was protest again over there. And it just made me sad, like, you know, how many of them gonna go again? You know, when this is gonna end? when the change is gonna come, like, what can we do? You know, I just like started asking myself a lot of questions. I'm like, no, there's how even like a police can do that knowing what's going on right now. Like, is there is no lesson or, you know, progress or something. So that's something that I kind of like break my heart this week that I saw. And, you know, I'm not sure like there is much to say, but it's just something that I saw on social media. And I'm like, you know, yeah, it makes me sad.
2: It's, it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking.
0: Like you said, it's crazy. Like you think it was when, like when is change going to come? Because, like mm-hmm. that situation right there, it, it hit me too. Cause I used to work on the ambulance and yeah. the family was saying, they called the ambulance. They was calling for an ambulance. Not because he was mentally, yeah, yeah. And I've dealt with people like that before. There are some people that, you know, like they have actual mental issues and they're going through things and like they may lash out at people and act violently. Mm-hmm. And I'm not defending somebody like running around with a knife threatening to stab you or something like that. But I'm just saying the action level being taken in the way that the police come when they're supposed to fix a situation and make the shit 10 times worse. Like when is that going to change? When are we going to actually as black people get a chance to have peace whenever the police are actually around?
1: That was my same question. and I'm not sure about if this going to happen one day or how hard we going to have to fight against that again, you know, but I guess we just have to keep, like, you know, fighting and have our whole voice and, I don't know, and protect our Black men. I would say that like that.
0: I know one thing we for certainly behind is getting our people to get behind these political action communities. Yeah. Uh, that's something we talked about in the last podcast with Donahue. Just, like, one thing that we don't take advantage of that a lot of these people do is they have people in Washington that have lobbyists. I don't think yeah. our community, we have, we don't have a a lobbyist. A political interest. We don't have a political... Yes,
1: it's true. Any,
0: anything that we can fund to sit there in Washington and call up the policymakers and be like making sure that we are accounted for. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. I do I agree with that.
2: Yeah. 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 We definitely, definitely got to get on board with that. Um, and whenever people are putting their necks on the line, we shouldn't criticize like mm-hmm. whenever they're trying to come up with a plan. Same thing, like whenever some of these leaders, they have a plan... And then a lot of times us as black people, we're like, well, who appointed you? But at the same time, what are your actions that you're taking to change this? Mm. At least they came up with a solution. I can't be mad at someone for coming up with a solution. Yeah. And Mm. we're just sitting here being upset about it. We need to be having solutions and figuring out ways for us to move forward. Yes,
1: absolutely. It's true.
2: Well, Jen, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the podcast on the Black Renaissance podcast. But before you go, please let the people know where they can follow you, where they can find you, if they're looking for a publicist, how they can work with you, anything like that.
1: Well, thank you so much, yeah, ja, for having me. And this was an amazing conversation. You can find me on our website, drbcity.com, or Instagram, drbcity, Twitter. And if you need to reach out by email, DM us though, it's better, but you can email us to hello at DrvCity.com. If you have any question or I can give any advice to anyone, don't hesitate to DM us. We always answer to, you know, any in, interest. In Thank you so much again for having me. It was amazing.
2: No problem. Thank we you appreciate so much
0: it. for coming on, y'all. Y'all make sure y'all take that action, learn something, <laughs> <just> try to <laughs> yes. get your brand in front of some people. And if you need help, y'all get at our girl. I know yeah. we're going to have to talk to you about some things Jan don't worry about it we're going to talk about that after, after this. <laughs> uh, before we wrap this thing up we're going to hop into a couple of house cleaning items as always everybody thank y'all for listening to the podcast every week we appreciate y'all all the love y'all showing Want to give a couple shout outs to some people in the community somebody this week they DM'd us uh, Mika I'm trying, let me go look what her Instagram name was
2: yeah 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 get, yeah, get yeah. my sis right get i'm gonna my get sis it right. right her
0: name mika she was telling me about her purchasing her first rental property our podcast inspired her to purchase her first rental property some of the things that she done learned on here really just made it realistic for her and helped her move forward so i want to say congratulations to her mika what's up
1: congratulations
0: her? <laughs> underscore nine y'all ain't gonna be able to spell it i ain't spelling it out i ain't gonna lie you. But <laughs> why
2: you not gonna spell it out hey,
0: man hey, man look 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 okay all right i'm gonna do it all right all right look c-o-n-f-i-g-u-r-a-k-a
2: underscore nine i got you mika see i, I had to let them know hey you
0: all shout out to her she got your She's moving, shaking. We love seeing the people in our community do stuff like that. Y'all make sure y'all continue to keep us tapped in with everything y'all got going on. Uh, Black Oak Renaissance is a family.
2: Yeah. And I also want to give a shout out to Rena for giving us a review on the podcast. We want to say thank you. She says, I find these outlets to be very educational and teach a lot of things we never heard in school. Much love, Rena from Small Victories and Side Notes Podcast. Shout out to you. Thank you for leaving the review. We appreciate everybody who keep on leaving us reviews and leaving us any type of ratings. Y'all just want to say thank y'all. Y'all keep on sharing with your family and friends and getting us out in front of anybody. And once again, if there's any topic you want to hear us talk about, if there's any suggestions that you have for us with our show that you think might make it a little bit better, let us know. We open to all of these suggestions and we're doing a lot of this for you, the listener, to make it, your life better so let us know and reach out to us All
3: right. Kelly,
2: you got something
3: i just want to say please again sign thank you for subscribing to the podcast so please thank you for listening to the podcast but i also want to mention again the credit course we have coming out very very soon please click the link in the bio or in the description to sign up to be notified when the course drops you'll also get a free guide to finding your credit score along with your fico Vantage score cheat sheets so please click the link in the bio or the description and grab those free cheat sheets
2: yeah y'all yeah. definitely definitely tune in and
0: tap into it yeah for sure Credit thank, for you thank you guys <laughs> so with that said y'all this is black wolf renaissance signing out
1: peace <laughs> bye <laughs> I got money on my mind I'm just trying to get some dough I ain't picking up my lot Unless it's
0: money on the phone Gotta get it on the daily All I want is dubs, you know what I'm on I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon.